Hey, it's Jed Hearn, host of Wizards, Warriors, and Words. If you're enjoying the writing advice on this show, you might like my new podcast, The Jed Hearn Show, where every week I share the best fantasy writing advice that I've learned from publishing three fantasy novels and a best-selling video game. There's over 12 episodes that you can listen to right away, including my top 10 fantasy books of all time, how to make fantasy names that don't suck, two rules that make writing effortless, and my complete summaries of Brandon Sanderson's and Neil Gaiman's writing classes, and much more. Check it out by searching for The Jed Hearn Show in your podcast app. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Wizards, Warriors and Words, a fantasy writing advice podcast. I'm Jed Hearn, author of The Thunder Heist, and I am joined by my fellow writers, starting with Rob J. Hayes. Hello, I'm Rob J. Hayes, author of the War Eternal Trilogy. Uh, not trilogy, it's not a trilogy anymore. It's a series, and here's book four. And Michael R. Fletcher. Uh, it's me. I'm Michael R. Fletcher, author of Beyond Redemption, Manifest Illusions, Obsidian Path, City of Sacrifice, and some other fucking books. And lastly, oh Dirk Ashton. <laughs> I am Dirk Ashton, author of the Paternus Trilogy. And for today's episode, um, I, yeah, we, we never really do much preparation for these things, as you probably are aware of, but <laughs> there is even less preparation for this episode, which is possibly scary considering what I am thinking of doing. So I have not told the others what I have uh, been considering for this episode. I'm just going to read out the listener question that prompted this. So We are afraid. This, you should be afraid. <laughs> so we had um, one of our patrons, Bender, write in who uh, said, love Bender. the maps episode and discussions about books that will only be spoken about but never written to avoid spoilers. Good job. So I request an episode where the team creates such a book that will never be written cooperatively, as in take turns for every facet of the book. For example, Jed chooses the world, Rob chooses the theme, Dirk chooses the first plot point, Mike chooses the second plot point, and so on. And by the end of the episode, you have the blurb of a never-to-be-written book. So being authors, I'd leave it all to you uh, on how to go about the turns and choices for each turn. Uh, I reckon it'd be a fun watch to see the idea of a book written by Chaos Personified. So, this is going to be a catastrophe. (laughs) As someone who never plans anyway, that makes no sense, but let's do it. This is going to be terrifying. So let me grab my notebook so that I can start thinking. Uh, and then we. <laughs> you do realize you that with me and Fletcher Just in this, no like, there's a good chance that this book will eventually get written because one of us will be like, hmm, I can make that work. That's yeah. totally fair. 
Um, I guess whoever starts writing this book first in real life just gets dibs on it. Um, so yeah, you're welcome to do that. Okay, so let's let's make this truly chaotic. I'm gonna find a random number generator, and I'm gonna start with that uh, random number generator. Let's go one to four. Okay, so three. I'm one. Mike's two. Dirk's three. Rob's four. Whoever gets the number pulled comes up with like the initial first seed for what the story is. So maybe like a world detail, maybe like a character detail, maybe a plot detail. Uh, and then we can go from there. Does that sound good? Sure. Sure. <laughs> I sense so much fear. <laughs> okay. It's two. So that means Mike. Who is two? You're the one that Me. starts. Okay. Okay. So the basic plot uh, slash character story, because to me, plot and character is actually the same thing. Um, main character, uh, personality is gone. A wizard has just stolen his personality to be sold on the black market. And here he is, this shell of he or she, shell of a human um, thrust out into the world on a quest to uh, regain their personality. That is pretty cool. Okay. Do they have any memories? Oh yeah, so they memories are still no intact, but they have no personality. Yeah, but I mean, it's like a baby, right? Mm-hmm. And so now, as they start doing stuff, as they start acting upon, you know, this quest, they are going to develop this whole new personality while questing to regain their old personality. Nice. Which they're probably going to end up jar. The two personalities will later yes. jar. Yeah, they, that was, they might decide they don't like the old personality and just want to stay the new one. That is very cool. That, I love that idea. I, that, that feels, um, it, it's almost like got some similar elements from Total Recall to some extent where that's like, yeah, he, he figures out that like, oh, his, his mind has been wiped and he's developed this new persona that is totally at odds to, yeah, where he was at before. So I think that's a very cool idea for a fantasy book. I feel like this this makes or sense a sci-fi to me to set book, it in one like one that maybe where emotions can be harvested and sold on a black market. Hey, somebody should write Cheeky that plug book, for drones by Rob J Hayes. <laughs> this just instantly derailed into promoting Rob's book. <laughs> you can't promote a book sir. that doesn't currently exist. It's it's no longer for sale. Really, it's gone. Yeah, I took my rights back, so uh, I'll be wow. publishing it myself in oh, the near future. Huh. Good, there good, go. good. But anyway, that's completely relevant. Back to the episode. Yes. So the, the the first thing that kind of came to mind when you were talking about this story, Mike, is this feels like it's going to be interesting if he's going through a world where this like individual struggle with reclaiming his identity and figuring out who he wants to be. It'd be interesting if that was kind of reflected or in she, the world. Or she. You know, yeah, so he or she or whoever they are, like reflected in the world in a larger way. Like part of me almost wants what? to make this like a political story where, you know, a country is getting torn apart by these different people telling different narratives about like who they are and, and where this nation kind of comes from. Uh, and yeah, I think that could be interesting to have as a potential backdrop. Um, yep. And one thing you know is personalities being sold and traded on the black market is a thing. So if it's happened to this main character, it's happened to a bunch of other people. Before. There are people wandering around kind of personality in search of mm. either who they were or who they can maybe be in the future. Uh, because personality, it's, it's not like a, a set thing, right? Yes. 
Um, you know, but it's, what's it's the benefit of, of buying a person? So just because you what get, can you do with it? Well, what can I make mean, you cooler, if, right? Here you are. Yeah, if you don't you're, like you're your, a coward. Yeah, mm. yeah, you don't like yourself, right? You're you're a coward or a wimp, or you never do anything. You have no motivation, right? So, so I mean, people... we can start. We can start by defining what what are we going to call personality traits? You know, I think that. Yeah. Would so be is a it like you're buying a, a set a whole personality, or are you buying someone's courage, like you know, uh, mm. in Wizard of Oz? I grant the you whole courage. Thing, I think. The That's whole cool. Thing, I, I think I like the aspects of it personally. Or do you think the whole, I guess the whole thing is more interesting because then like you might purchase the personality of someone to get their courage, but you might not realize that you're also getting like a lot of anxiety or like internal turmoils or or, like all these other negative things that maybe have motivated them to develop that courage in the first place and that don't outwardly manifest. That is interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So what what are personality traits? I mean, what, what are personality traits of a person being outgoing? Yeah, I mean, there are being there are tons courageous. outgoing, bravery, cowardice, yeah, sense of humor, self-wittiness, empathy, empathy for animals everything. but not people, or people but not animals. Um, uh, is like our clinical things like like uh, depression? Is that part of personality in this world? Yeah, it would yeah, be. It would be. Feels like it. So if you're buying be. a whole yeah. personality and essentially, you know, um, consuming it, I guess to to take it on, then you get everything that comes with it. You might be okay. I need to be brave, so you buy a a, a brave personality. But then, what you don't uh, realize, what's not told to you at the time, is it also comes with crippling anxiety. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Right. Or so, being or or making really dumb mistakes or saying things you really shouldn't at times when you <laughs> it would also be fun to kind of follow the follow the person who got a new personality and is realizing, why did I just say that to the mm. king? Um you know, that you know, those this might be a great, great warrior's personality, but boy that fucker can get themselves in trouble. Yes. Um, <laughs> On that note, like if you are an incredibly like high status person in this society, so if you are a noble, if you are a really uh, rich person, are you someone who is going to be acquiring a lot of different personalities, or like I don't know what's what's your kind of? And is Ooh, it, there and could be a, ser- like there a, could be a serious danger of trying to get too many personalities at mm. once. Well, I mean, well, if, the if they're question. sort of a, like, or you can wipe the old swappable. one out and get a new one. Wipe the old one out. That's and what get I was a thinking. One, once right? you once you take a personality, is it then you know that it's there, it's imprinted on you, it's permanent, or can you sort of like take it off like a pair of clothes? I like the hot swap. Yeah, I was thinking idea. take. Yeah, and and so you're like, oh, you know, I'm I'm wealthy. I've got a party coming up, but I'm a bit of an introvert. Go into the closet, get your extrovert personality yes. on. It's still you. Still got all your memories. But now you're you're it's you sort of shaped by a, a different sort of a driving personality, some some different traits there. You go after your party, you're the life of the party, you come home, swap into your like uh, you know, I'm I'm very chat relaxed and you know, personality, and you could just you're continually shifting who you are based on the, the situation. So if I wanted See, to be provides... Mike, I'd just snort some snort some Fletcher dust. <laughs> 
and then I'd be Mike it, it for the It provides a very clear uh, class difference between the, the sort of like the two yes. levels of society. You've got these mm-hmm. super rich elite who have collected personalities from others and can slip in and out of them and all of that lot. And then, you know, you've got the, the people at the bottom who will essentially, they'll have had to sell their personality for, I don't know, money to, to live. You know, they need a loaf of bread or whatever. Um, yeah. Rob, you've got me thinking so of something as- with that. Um, if we are kind of going to go with the like class differences between the two, which I think is a really good direction, I think that could kind of slot nicely into like an overall background of there's like some political stuff going on, maybe some sort of election thing. And the thing that was kind of just coming to my mind in terms of plot immediately there was the main character has lost like his personality and maybe like, yes, he doesn't really know what he's trying to do, but he is like somehow a candidate for that kind of quote unquote oppressed lower class in this upcoming election or whatever. And then the twist could maybe be that he is, I guess it's not memories that are being wiped per se, but I was thinking it'd be interesting if the twist was like, he thinks he's running to kind of help those people rise up. But when he gets his personality back, he realizes that he was actually just an agent of that upper class. And he was like trying to provide this false hope to that sort of lower strata of society. But that might not work if we're going with like the, it doesn't take your memories. It just takes your personality. Unless he is like a special case. As far as as world building goes, uh, are we going fantasy or sci-fi? Is this a scientific process? Or is it? Well, surely that's that's what magic. we need. This uh, that's the a next person fantasy. to choose. It, that, that's for the next person to choose by the the rules of the game. You pick somebody yeah, else to to choose. Oh, I other. see. Okay, All we're right, still I'll, on number. Uh, we're still on number one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah technically. Okay. Who's um, next, okay. Rob? Jed. I will do the random number generator then. Uh, let's see what we get. Um, okay, it's count number one. Uh, so. What are we going to go? Fantasy or sci-fi? I feel like this concept lends itself to sci-fi more, but that's why I'm more interested in doing it in fantasy because I think it's more interesting if it's set in this kind of like, yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not sure if it should be like fully medieval. I think it could be kind of interesting if it's a bit more like modern fantasy esque, if that makes sense. Um, more about the political like gas intrigue. lamp kind of thing or something that, like gutter yeah like gas lamp prayer, that sort of thing something like gutter prayer yes gutter prayer is perfect that, that is that a perfect kind of example world? okay yeah okay okay so what we've got so far is we've got a main character who um they have lost their personality and they're just sort of a blank canvas and they do they in- know that it was taken away well, maybe yeah, this I think is what that has to, to be the quest, right? Yes, it's been it's been stolen. They have to get it back. Mm-hmm. Actually, as a as a writer, the interesting challenge there is because they're going to need motivation, and somebody without personality is probably lacking motivation. Yes, the first thing they have to do is steal somebody else's personality, and so you're going to end up writing all these different personalities as <laughs> as the the main character goes. Like this one's not quite cutting it. I need somebody who's I need to be willing to do violence, <laughs> and so he's like. Tosses that personality and goes out, you know, like get somebody who's ready to to be violent. And and now you've got when you're writing, you've got to shift Mm. who that person is. Well, yeah, we are in the same character. This is really interesting interesting because 
Yeah, like Mm -hmm. within a movie, I think this works really easily because you're still able to have attachment to the actor and and what they're doing kind of visually provides a link for their behavior. But in a book, in a sense, when you're in a character's head, like all you have is their personality. So it's going to be an interesting challenge to like have to shift their voice. You don't, you You also have their history and the history you have built with them because you experienced their character up until now. It's not just like you start a new chapter and it's like, Oh, here's, here's a, a new character, but, you know, the same name or whatever. It's not. They have a history that you have experienced with them. So it's not like you have no connection with them. Um, but to, as the reader, to um, to witness, a char- a, you know, this character that you're following along suddenly shift and start acting in these weird, you know, almost out-of-character ways and to do things that might be reprehensible that another the a previous version of the character wouldn't have even considered doing that can be quite um both sort of jarring and and just sort of emotionally wearing on you uh, as the reader mm. to because you would be trying to um reason away the things that this character is now doing because you kind of not imprint yourselves upon them but uh, you know you you're riding with them you're you're part of them as you're experiencing them so I think what we yeah, need it's, to it's the the whole idea the whole idea of having having the memories but no real accumulated personality that that usually arises from memories could you possibly get some of your personality back by remembering the kinds of things that you did um as you go along because you would remember if you were, you know, a soldier outgoing um, and had killed lots of people, you would remember that. But you wouldn't know how you were able to do those things, right? Does that make sense? It does. It's, you and wouldn't you would know have... how, how did you work yourself up to be able to do that kind of it's thing? It's a similar because, sort of thing. Because you're ba- basically, um... you're a baby. You're like, do I do... I? Apparent babies, you know, kids growing up, it's like, do I do this kind of stuff or do I not? And then they make those decisions and they go a particular path and develop a certain kind of personality as they go, as they learn it. So they could delve back in their memories of, you know, how they grew up, what their parents were like. um, What kinds of things they did or didn't do. It would be interesting. Almost if this was a king, this main character, who suddenly just didn't know how to be king. He didn't know how... Uh, I know that I have sat at these, at these war meetings and made these grand decisions, and I have no fucking idea how to do this. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm or leaning any, more towards like a less higher status character for the main person, just so that you get the opportunity to go through the kind of different stratas of society a bit more. But yeah, right. like that could be an interesting, interesting concept. It's if like, they're if they're from a lower class, if they're from a lower class, they wouldn't have access to other memories unless they become a thief and start mm. stealing them because they can't buy them like the nobles can. Yes, um, the, which would be interesting. The other um, aspect is if if you've sort of lost your personality, you've basically you, but you still have your memories. You're essentially losing your emotional t- attachment to your own memories. However, 
it mm. provides an interesting concept in if the memories are still there then each personality you take you will think about the things that you have done differently so you may see the same yes. scene you know the same memory in your head of you know uh, th- this is that time that I killed somebody or whatever. Um, and one personality that you take might be like, yes, I did it because I had to do it. That person had to die. And another memory that you, well, another personality that you then slot into might see the same scene, but just think that was horrific. I, I could be not have done yeah. that. Why did I do that? It's 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 that an is... interesting way of seeing the same scene, essentially the same memory from different perspectives within one character. It makes me think that yeah, there cool. is 100% going to have to be like some, I don't know, like leper's island or asylum or whatever, where society has put all the like, quote unquote, bad personalities it doesn't want. Because ooh, ooh, you don't ooh. want... Okay, yes. I have an idea. It's not my turn, yes. but I have an idea. No, go for go. it. Okay, how about this? The, the world is set... Uh, almost entirely on floating cities because the surface is basically a giant penal colony for people who uh, no longer have personalities. He said penal. Oh, I like it. With like tons of smoke and it's like this wasteland where like, yeah. Yes. But they have to harvest like food and everything from it. So they send down these sort of essentially slaves who uh, no longer have personalities that they've stripped the personalities from to work this, this hostile uh, environment while yes. the upper class just float on giant cities. And the personalities for those slaves that are sent down is like held hostage for them so that they don't rebel or anything like that. So you take the personalities from the slaves, you send them down and you're like, you only get your personality back once you've done your week's work. And then you have like a week back here as normal and then you have to go back down. Okay. Yes, keep going. Sorry, Rob, I interrupted <laughs> you. You were in the flow. <laughs> just thinking about how we can motivate the slaves. That's cool. I like that. So, floating cities. What about which, if the main character is the union leader? For uh, <laughs> that gives them ooh. a little bit of power. Yeah, sits them in a in a position where they can interact in both levels of society. That's cool. But they but but they've been some somehow somewhere along the way they've challenged someone who doesn't like them being that way and wants their personality. So so you could either uh, nobles could either steal take personalities. To put them aside, right? Do they have to put them in somebody and put them in a prison, or can they just keep them in a jar? Um, or well, they could take it because they want it themselves mm. and and use it themselves. There could be two two reasons to take them. I think we are allowing for people to absorb multiple personalities into themselves, which not would at mean the same that, time. At the same time, I, I think at the same time. Yeah. What, what do oh, you guys think? Be, because I think you could, what that allows. You could, that way lies madness, but we kind of like madness. Yes. Well, what that allows, Dirk, is like if you want to steal personalities from like 10 people and store them safely, not in yourself, you just get them all put into one person that you keep in a prison cell. And that person is like Ooh, a battery. Lunatic. Yeah, that is storing all of their personality. So the personality do- doesn't go in a jar, it has to be in a person. Has to be in a person, yeah. I think that's more interesting. So instead of going to a closet and uh, taking out the personality you want, you go to your chained madman and uh, take out one of the two million personalities they have. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But of course. um, Sort of outside idea. Yes. Uh, Can you manipulate someone by changing their personality? Can somebody, can there be an outside force with an end goal who is using our main character? Surely. And sort of, 
moving them in the direction they want by sort of like by being in control of over what personalities they get when. Yes, I like that because this plays back. It gets that a little complex, idea. but no, I like that because I think it'd be a good twist if if we have this union leader who's trying to make conditions better for that sort of lower class, but is secretly being manipulated by that upper class instead to create like a kind of false revolution that is actually under control of that higher of that higher up strata of society. So if that union leader has been like somehow implanted with this little aspect of personality that makes them do exactly what that upper class wants, then that that ties in pretty nicely. So they'll think okay, the whole we- time like I'm doing this to rebel, but really they're sort of just playing into the system nicely. So we're we're at like twenty two minutes on this episode. Should we come up with the blurb? Sure. Oh man, you can't come up with a blurb in a few minutes. That's insane. <laughs> do it, do it, Mike. Go. I feel like we need a little few more. In a world you. where personality is a wow, well, crap! I just a lost commodity. The word. Uh, a commodity. A commodity. That's where good. personality is a commodity. Steve has been robbed of all personality, bereft of the will to do anything. He desperately reaches out and steals Dave's personality because Dave happens to be close. Hijinks ensue. Nice. <laughs> Fuck, I hate, I hate writing blurbs. Hijinks ensue yeah. is the best way to end a blurb. <laughs> yeah. Dragons. Yeah. Dragons. dragons. Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. What, what should we call the book? Uh... A memory of something. Um, An end to sorrow. <laughs> oh, I, I was thinking, a memory of sorrow. Is that someone else's a memory? Book? Uh, yeah, that sounds familiar. <laughs> memory or, or Norilska groans. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Arcady, isn't it? Uh, Arcady, something like that. It's uh, that sci-fi one. Um, this is a really cool Empire. concept, guys. I like this. What was the other one? There's a second book. Uh, I can't remember. Anyway, it sounded like that to me. I feel like, yeah, it, are there any other kind of details that we're thinking for this? Or do you think this is kind of like a good spot to just sort of, to just sort of wrap it up? Like, I, think I don't know. Where, what do you guys feel? Fleshed out some things. Yes. Yeah. Right. I, I, I think we've got enough that that would be a good place to actually start if you wanted to, to, to mm. write the book, to be honest. To, to pick characters and plot out. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. You have a few characters. You have like you know the major character. You, uh, you have like somebody in the upper crust who's 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 doing you know whatever they want with their own personalities, and then you know have a the few grander conflict in the yeah. background, all that good stuff. Yeah. Nice. I just like the floating cities and the underclass of people like down in the penal colony. That sounds sick. Um, yeah, it's just because cities. you're from Australia. <laughs> you are from a penal colony as a as a convict's descendant <laughs> down below the, the rest colony. of the world is That's the it. are the people in the penal colony i also <laughs> trade my personality on various commodity exchanges in order to escape from the penal colony <laughs> yeah um no this was sick this was actually very fun that went so much better than i was expecting so nice job everyone good writing skills thanks um it was fun yeah, that was a sick concept. It'd be funny if we were actually good at this shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for 25 minutes, that's like, a, that's a kind of cool story concept. I would want to read that and find out how it goes. Mostly just the mystery of like, yeah, who is, who is doing this to the main character? How's that going to play out? Like, 
how's it going to work when he goes through all these like you know hundred different personalities and how that affects him or whatever. Um, yeah, there's some cool stuff there. All right. Well, uh, if you enjoyed that episode, um, you can get more of Wizards, Warriors and Words if you head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Wizards, Warriors, Words. Uh, we've got a bunch of bonus ep- extra episodes up on there as well. If you want to check them out, um, link is also down below. Thank you for watching or listening. Uh, and thanks for the uh, episode idea, Bender. This was a lot of fun. Uh, we will see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank Ciao. you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.